Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who agree with Jared Goff's plumbing choices. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 455. This is the... Can the Lions hold on? Episode of the Detroit Lions podcast, the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is our beautiful, high def looking co host and good friend, Jeff, the Riz Risden. How you doing, sexy? Chris, I have missed you. We haven't been together since we did the telethon together. It's been way too long. I know. Um, I, I got sick. This out. <laughs> um, I got I got quite sick, actually. You got quite sick last week, so now we are finally back together, and life is good. That telethon wiped us out, bro. <laughs> I mean, I went from that to like the last week of work to traveling, and and I got I just got killed. I got the woman next to me in the plane was just shedding virus like crazy, and I've been a mess oh. since the seventeenth. But we're here. We're doing it. Uh, we got this going on. We got a lot to talk about, man. We uh, coming off of a tough week. Heading into a pretty important week, and uh, we want to talk about yes. that. So we're gonna we're gonna review the Panthers game a little bit. We're gonna talk about uh, what's the playoff path look like, which is so weird for this team. We're also gonna talk about the draft order, what that looks like. A couple of players in the news, and look ahead to the game against the Bears, Don Burr's favorite team. Got a whole lot going on. Great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. <laughs> JP is ME in 91. I'm ready to see Riz tell me how banged up the secondary is in 4K. Coming. We're so good. Well, we're I mean, so yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. Both both safeties, by the way, were starting safeties were out today. We'll kick off the show with that bad news. And then we'll get into better things. But yeah. Sean yeah. Elliott and Kerwin uh, Joseph both missed practice on Wednesday. That's suboptimal. <laughs> it, suboptimal is a way is a good way to put that um we'll get it let's let's do the the first we want to thank nick shanky for this sub. thank you so much you guys can like and subscribe if you would we'd appreciate that do that in uh you know in the little window there all right let's get into it the panthers game i, I just there's a lot that was wrong here right and and we'll get into i mean from players to fans to everything yeah. else right but i just want to this the team couldn't get out of their way. This was one of the oddest feeling games that we've gotten out of the Detroit Lions, I think, in the last two years. I don't remember one that felt that the team just felt this kind of like and not even like flat. Right. It was they were literally like like two gears that meshed on the wrong tooth kind of a thing. Yeah, like this was different than like the beginning of the Campbell era where we knew we, knew we were under talented and had to have so many things go right to compete. That shouldn't have been the case in Carolina, but it was. We we were just we got we got our asses kicked in, in every phase. Other than special teams were solid, but offense was bad, defense was really bad. And uh, look, I mean, I, I've done the tape review. I won wound up watching a lot of it uh, more than twice, unfortunately. And they the Panthers were just better. Like 
it, it just was not the Lions' day. And I equate it to this, going back in my fandom time, as most people know, I'm a huge Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Well, back in 1992, the Cavs were playing the Bulls to get into the finals. Michael Jordan's peak time. Yeah. Cavs go into Chicago, game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, and won by like 53 points. It was just one of those weird things where like a clearly inferior Cavs team went in and they just had their day. And I think that's how we need to approach this for the Lions standpoint. It's like, you know what? Carolina had their day. We did not. Let's let's move on and hope that we have our day against Chicago. Because yeah. so that that's that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, no, I, I I don't disagree with you at all. That's um, and that's part of you know that's part of football. You don't always teams don't always play to their ability, right? Whether good or bad. Good, good players have bad games. Good coaches have bad games. And There's bad players have great games. And, and by too. the way, <laughs> give give the Panthers coaching staff credit. They're playing for their jobs. They're play like if they if they beat Tampa this weekend and they might. They control their own playoff destiny. Like yeah. if they win out, they're in. Uh, so it wasn't like um, they're a bad team. And I think Steve Wilkes has done a fantastic job. And I will say that Steve Wilkes and uh, Ben McAdoo, their offensive coordinator, deserve a lot of credit for how they attacked the Lions. They won the X's and O's match. They won the chess match against Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn and, and even Ben Johnson, for that matter, who also had a rotten game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody really wants to talk about, but um, okay. he, 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 Ben Johnson's skating a little bit because uh, Aaron Glenn had such a rotten day, but offense wasn't very good either. Well, nope. that's that, that, that happens. It happens. Yep. Um, kind of like what the Jags did, or the Lions did to the Jags. I think that's a great, great comparison. Yeah. And uh, about to have yeah, a, the worst too. defense for the second year in a role under Holmes Campbell. When are they going to fix it? Well, I, I will tell you, they'll fix it this offseason. They're gonna they're gonna get a whole bunch of defensive players like all the people that are screaming for quarterbacks. I, I've told you, and I still think you're wrong. The defensive side of the ball is what's losing this game, this team games, and what will win this team games. We if we had the luxury, and I'm just going into to make believe land here, but if we were able to do a draft and get with the, the picks that we'd have this year and pick the the defensive players that we'd get, and we had them this year, we're we're already in the playoffs. This team's already in the playoffs if we had those kind of defensive pieces. It isn't a quarterback or any of that stuff, man. It is all about getting this defense fixed, and I guarantee you're going to see that happen um, this this offseason. And, yeah, J.P. Wilkes 100% deserves, deserves that job. He's He's got the um, the personality of a paper sack, but, my God, the guy is a great coach. He's done a great job. He's gotten a really rough run too. Like he was the coach in, in he was the Panthers coordinator, defensive coordinator when they had the Luke Keekley years when they were yep. really good. Goes to Arizona, gets one year, the year before Kyler gets there as their head coach. Washes out, didn't didn't do a very good job as a head coach. Goes to Cleveland the next year and has to babysit Freddie Kitchens, who is a complete <laughs> nincompoop. Like they, they brought him in, like, hey, teach Freddie how to coach. Um, that's impossible. Uh, and it didn't work. He wound up back in Carolina, and, and God bless him, he was doing a good job. I, I hope he gets that job. Um, and uh, a couple of the Panthers yeah. people that I talked to in the, the meantime have, have indicated that's a pretty good indication that he will get it, that good the players stuff. like him, that the ownership is sold on it. So that's good. I, I'm, I'm very happy for Steve Wilk. That's a good man who's been in some really crappy situations. Yeah. Thank you for saying nincompoop. I haven't heard that in a long time. That's a great word. All right. Um, let's see. I spent the last three days with my parents here, so that I, I, I get the the 1960s hippie vernacular. There you go. Um, 
I would say that we really, really missed Deshaun Elliott out there. Um, oh, David, right at the same time, drops that in the in the chat. Um, I think his his assistance in the run was a big piece we were missing. If he is not Definitely. it, I mean, right? I mean, that's just not not the thing. I would have loved to see what they did with Okuda earlier in the year in the slot. Have him come up with some run run support. He's so good at that. But we didn't we didn't do any of those things. You know what I mean? And I think it's just. Due to injury, we're trying to put pieces in places, and and we can't kind of maybe uh, flex in some of the ways we would have earlier in the year with the whole kind of, it was, it was just one of those games things all kind of coming together at the same time. Yeah, an awful confluence of events. They definitely missed Elliott. I hope he gets back this week because he is their best antidote to Justin Fields. Yep. Uh, good thing with Chicago, not to, to cheat ahead, but... Uh, Chicago didn't have crap outside of Justin Fields at no, all. Like, no. And and they're 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 they've won one game since September. <laughs> they've lost eleven to ten. Is it ten in a row? Yeah, I think it's ten in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um, eleven of twelve. So th- that's that's really not a good football team. But Deshaun Elliott, they definitely missed him. I will say that the um, Okuda had a bad day, a very bad day, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a bad time to have a bad day. Uh, again, I do want to give the the Panthers credit though. Like they tweak their blocking a little bit. Like normally they they don't do as much movement on the inside of the city. They were more of a, a plow ahead team. They they did some counter actions. They had Sam Darnold do some read option. Yeah. Who expects Sam Darnold to read option? Like Bro. do you expect your golf to read? Op- like they 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 were a very well coached team, and we didn't respond to it mm-hmm. at all. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 why we're frustrated because that was a winnable game. We got the playoff help that we needed, and uh, they, they dropped the ball. Yep. Um, it was yep. it was rough. And like like, how, how do you give up two hundred yards on defense in the first half and just roll it back again? I, that that that's that's a frustrating yeah. point. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Michael. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm feeling a lot better. Still messed up, but I'm I'm on the I'm on the right road. Um, I think yeah. No, this and this is the thing. Like. Sam Donald, think about this guy. It's great to see him having this kind of resurgence in Carolina. You know, he came down there. He thought he was going to get a shot. All of a sudden, Baker Mayfield shows up. He's going to be the guy. Uh, Sam Donald, after, you know, just hell time in in uh in the with the jets in new york comes down yeah. baker just kind of falls everyone writes off carolina everybody writes that team off and sam darnold is quietly having a really good year he's quietly having a very good year um now look i don't know what that means for zach wilson right but but it does tell me something about things aren't right for quarterbacks <laughs> in new york i'll tell you that much my guy my guy came out of there and, and has he's found his career he's found his uh, like a resurgence and and you just can't help but wonder, is it worth a seventh rounder or some like low something to grab Zach as a, even as a backup to see what he's got? If there's still, nope, some, I don't want him. I don't want him anywhere near my wife or my team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. You got the, uh, the Riz, uh, the Riz thing, uh, endorsement. That's the word I'm looking for. All right. So, uh, in the end, let's just talk about this really quick as far as the team and, and what does it mean? Because, I think we want perspective around the Lions and, the, and where we were. And we started, we've talked about it in, in one way. That's like, hey, this was consensus six-win team. We're already at seven wins. I just want people to understand, and, and I forget, I saw this in the, in the Reddit. Basically, he said, we're playing with house money at this point. 
And that's exactly it. We're, we, we've achieved beyond what people thought we were going to do this year. And we're moving as fans, moving the goalposts. Now, I say that it doesn't hurt to be like, hey, I'm excited about where we're at. We've got a chance. Man, maybe we can pull this together because it's unknown. It's still yet to be done. And what a great story if the Lions are able to pull it together and get into the playoffs. What an amazing thing. I'm not saying don't hope, don't wish, don't dream, don't root and, and for your team. But don't get angry and suddenly start screaming that it's time for a new quarterback or, you know, coaches can't do it or, or some of the crazy stuff that I've seen. Yelling because, the SOL stuff. Yeah. On a team that's the stop. It's, it's, it's house <laughs> money. You guys are re-anchoring, right? You, you, you've anchored at the beginning of the year six wins. And then it's like, oh, my God, we're not even going to get to six wins. This will blow it up blow it up get rid of dan campbell after the after the the patriots game people that was the loudest thing i heard right all this going on right and then all of a sudden we get a couple wins rolling on it's like oh now we're anchoring to the wins oh now we're so now we're anchored on the playoffs and if we don't get the playoffs oh sol don't do that to yourself man we you you anchored somewhere at the beginning of the year and now ride that train and if you do play with house money and you you walk away with some money in your pocket do it love it be happy, enjoy it, um, but don't don't get angry. This is not that because I'll tell you, Riz. My biggest fear is it all comes down to the Green Bay game, and something doesn't go right at Lambeau, and people all off season start the whole SOL, need a new quarterback, right, and and just literally forget about everything that the team did and accomplished and what they could do, and even the real reasons. Like people still saying, yeah, yeah, well, we we traded Stafford away. We didn't trade Stafford away. People are saying that now, like that was the case. He decided he wanted to leave he wasn't playing here again we didn't just hey let's trade stafford right we've got it we've got to we've got to get to a better spot as fans right we really really do and i think let's the panthers game was the panthers game as as riz said you have one of those cavaliers games over the over the bulls but um Sometimes you have the you're the Bulls, sometimes you're the Cavaliers in that series, and we'll move on and it's time to go on to, to Chicago. That's kind of where I'm at. I just I it's it's fun to be a fan. It's fun to 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 watch your team win and it's fun to dream. But God, be realistic and and, and that that bouncing the goalposts all over the spot and anchoring yourself to different things as things change. I mean, yeah, think you're about not doing this, yourself favors. They're you're angry that the team didn't win out after they started one and six. Like I you got to have some sense of reality with with the NFL. I mean, it, yep. it, it, again, what I, I will encourage everybody once again: don't just watch the Lions. Don't just pay attention to the Lions. Like teams come up, teams go down. That they, they, good teams have bad weeks. Great teams have bad weeks. Bad teams have good weeks. I, I, I watched the Houston Texans beat the Tennessee Titans last week. Now. The Titans are in a really bad spot right now. Yeah, um, and yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, before we went on the air, I, I did a little quiz there. Every Titan you can name is injured and not playing, um, and they're they're not going to make the playoffs because the team that we kicked butt against Jacksonville was a 40-14, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're going to win the NFC South. <laughs> like, that's that's a pretty darn good win like and, and convincing win. And, like, that doesn't go away just because the Carolina game happened. Like you got to take it in totality. You got to factor it all together. I love the way that the Lions are finishing the season. You don't want to be the team that starts eight and two and finishes nine and eight and you know loses in the first round by thirty points. Yep, um, that might be the Giants this year. Uh, <laughs> could very well be the Giants this year. That's you want to be rising up. As the year ends, you want to be playing better football as the year goes on. Every week up until last week, we had seen that. 
That's why this week is important because you're playing a very bad team and you need to assert yourself that you can rebound and handle some adversity and overcome a bad game on your part. And look, it's your last home game. It's your last chance. To, it's going to be the last game in, in Detroit for a lot of players. The sad fact of it. Like, let's let's see what they can do. Um, I'm... I, I won't lie, I feel very good about this weekend. I, I think they're going to go out and kill the Bears, but <laughs> I also understand that Chicago does have a little bit of pride here. Um, they're they're just not good. Um, no. And it will be very frustrating if they lose that. And, and that is a conversation that we will entertain if and only when it happens. If and only if it happens. That's right. Um, yes. So, yeah, no, no, that's that's I think that's that's a really good look at it. Um, look, basically, if you expected more than than the six wins that everyone talked about at the, the beginning of the season, that's probably on you rather than the team at this point. So, all right, um, let's yeah. talk about the playoffs. Playoffs. Um, what, yeah. is the, what does that pass look Still like? Still alive, baby. Yeah. Still off and you. <laughs> I, I love the Scorpions Worldwide Live today. My favorite album from 1988, and I listened to it again today because I, I was feeling a little down this morning because I I wrote some things about DeAndre Swift and I watched some film and I'm like, ah, oh, this is just awful. So I, you go back to your happy place. And my happy place is walking home from Northland High School in Columbus, Ohio, wearing my headphones, listening to Scorpions Worldwide Live, and I did that today, and that yep. made me happy. Yep. Yep. Oh, all right, playoffs. What's the path look like? First off, the Lions were also not good. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you need to know about the Lions' path to the playoffs is they just have to win out. They just have to win. They have to win the next two games and and get to nine yeah, and eight I mean, and start there. Technically, they can get in if they win just one, but it would have to be Green Bay, and you'd need a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you win both, you got a shot. Yeah, yeah, you got a shot. Um, that's, that's the first and most important piece of it. Um, as we look at this and think about this, there's a point I want to make about it, uh, what we're facing, um, in winning these games as well. And, and what the team has faced this year. Um, we didn't just wind up a seven win team at this point, you know, seven and eight heading into the last two games of the season. Um, we did it with the second most difficult schedule in the NFL. And there's I want I want people to really kind of give that the credit it's due because, um, you know, when you look at teams like oh, let me get there really quick Minnesota, uh, there they played one of the easier schedules in the NFL. San Francisco, the very very easiest. Of course they I don't want to say of course they look good because they've played the easiest schedule, but the the average there is four fourteen is the win percentage of their competition four fourteen, where we're playing five forty one. Right. I mean, you're talking a significant win percentage difference between the, the, the opponents that the 49ers have played versus who we've played. Now, of course, they've got a say in that because every game that they played basically was a win and gave the other team a loss and lowered their win percentage. But that isn't I mean, isn't necessarily the case. It doesn't run straight up and down the, the chart. So the team with the hardest schedule in the NFL. And this is one of the things that makes me a little we'll talk about makes me a little nervous for this upcoming week is Chicago. So they're three and twelve, but they had a hard road to get to three and twelve too. <laughs> they did. Um, I will do you one up on the Lions. They have the best opposing um, record of teams that they've beaten. They're the teams that they have beaten have a uh, aggregate win total of, of a percentage of point five six nine. That's best in the league. 
Yeah. Um, 127 wins for the teams that the Lions have beaten. The next highest, I'm scrolling through here, uh, Miami's at 123. Um, San Francisco, by way of comparison, is at 95. Um, yeah. That's 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 pretty much your range right there. So the Lions have have the best wins in, in, term of, in, team, in terms of teams that they've beaten. They're, the teams that they have beaten have the best records of all the teams that have beaten or, yeah, the win. Like, who you win against. <laughs> they, they've won against the most productive teams sense. in the NFL. That probably didn't make sense. They, 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 it made they, sense when I thought about it. Their wins are against the winningest teams in the NFL compared to anybody else. Yes, and beating Minnesota certainly helps that. Beating, yeah. um, most of they beat that was really good. Um, I can't even think of it. Well, Washington and New York. I mean, they're yeah. both they're both above five hundred. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville is climbing back up there. You're getting you're getting some quality wins there. So that's you know that's that tells you that the path to seven and eight has been a difficult one, an arduous one, and they've they've overcome quite a bit doing that. And I, yep. you know, you can only play what's in front of you. Um, it, it sort of goes into like when we go. And I tend to poo-poo this anyways. Um, and now you'll know why I do next summer when we talk about the strength of schedule. I'm like, you don't know what those teams are going to be like. I guarantee you that at this time in or in August, the Chicago Bears were looking at this game thinking, this is our win that gets us into the postseason. Yep. Like yep. that's that's just the way it is. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of the teams were looking at Detroit like that. Oh, this that's a win, man. They're terrible. They're not good. Yep. Um, people are probably looking at, at Washington that way. That was a, a projected last place team. Yeah. Jacksonville projected last place team. Uh, well, Houston was worse, but you know that that when you're going through in the summer and you're expecting the team to be what it was last year, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. Who knew that the Rams were going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year? Don't think many people had that on the bingo card for the, no. the scheduled game. No. Um, Chris can't ask about the rumor that coaches got in an argument on the plane ride back Saturday. I'll, so. I have not heard one thing about that. I, but I, I saw it. I, I will raise my hand. I haven't been plugged in. Um, I have not, like, been following along on Twitter at all. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So I talked to one of my sources and asked. And the answer was a straight no. Okay. Um, I. I don't know the, the person who reported it. I, I don't know. They don't, I mean, they're no, they've never had anything before. They've never reported anything before. They're just a little guy who does a show or whatever. I'm, I'm not saying that he's it. not. I, I, I literally don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it was this, this small guy did it and said it and it's kind of found its way around. I'm not saying he's not credible or doesn't have sources, but I have not seen that anywhere else so i don't know if somebody's looking for some views at the end of the year or, or what it is but um yeah so i don't know I, it, my I, I got a flat no from one and not an answer from from the other so that's i think it is I, what it I, is. And, I, I had a text exchange said, with a coach this morning and it didn't didn't come up whatsoever so that being said i wouldn't be surprised if there was disagreements along the way between coaches and conversations where they disagreed with each other i mean which is why that's probably a pretty safe statement to say right because i mean and i think anybody after that game was probably a bit frustrated and they said then they probably said why didn't you do that and why didn't you do that and now we should have done that and i can see that conversation happen it doesn't mean how come we never loaded the box up how come we played a straight four two five against their run defense when they're gashing doesn't mean there was any malice in the conversation doesn't mean it was it was even anything other than people, you know, passion plea people 
coaching and talking football and planning football. I mean, those things you have creative disagreement. That's the way, you know, things work. So I just can't, I, it's, it's to me a complete yeah. not Not all arguments are issue. negative yeah. either. Like, so I just, my, I feel like it's something that's not real. That's, <laughs> I, I, I would not spend one more second on that. Honestly, yeah. I just okay. wouldn't. It's a good plan. Uh, so the playoffs uh, win out. Uh, we need some help from, I think it's Washington gives us the most opportunity for help, right, Riz? Because they lost okay, to the so Giants. So the deal is, so we are seven and eight. The Giants are, uh, crap, where'd it go? I just had that screen up. <laughs> seven and eight. Stand by. Seven, seven and, and one. And Jesus crashed on me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. The Giants are eight, six, and one. Washington is seven, seven, and one, and Seattle is seven and eight. The Lions have to have more wins at the end of the season than two of those three teams to get in. So the Lions have seven right now. Seattle and Washington each have seven. The Lions lose the tiebreaker with Seattle from the head-to-head, and they lose the tiebreaker with Washington because Washington will have one less loss. So the Lions have to get to nine, and those teams only get to eight. Or, alternately, they both lose out and the Lions only win one, but that win would have to be against Green Bay because Green Bay would, presuming Green Bay also wins to that point, um, the Packers would would be in position to, if they beat Detroit, to tie up that um, and and win that. They would win that tiebreaker. So that's that's where you're at with it. So you've got to get to nine wins in either Seattle, New York, two of three, Seattle, New York, and Washington cannot get there. That's that's where you're at. Got it. And so who are they playing? You might ask. The Giants who are, are playing, playing the Colts. The Colts. The Colts are um, not going to win. I don't think. I, no. I mean, we, we we all watched them, right? Like that was awful. That was awful against no the chance. Chargers. No chance. Uh, and then they finish against the Eagles. Uh, Eagles will probably still have things to play for at that point. Um, they're still playing for the number one seed and the NFC East title. You better believe that matters to Philly. So that, who knows? Seattle playing the Jets. The Jets have made the switch back to Mike White. Zach Wilson will never play for the Jets again. They made that abundantly clear. And again, I don't want him anywhere near my wife or my team. Keep him the hell away from Detroit. Uh, he is, uh, there's a lot more Johnny Manziel there than you than first meets the eye. Let's just put it that way. Um, and then they have the Rams. Who knows? Who know? The Rams have actually played pretty well lately. <laughs> they're they're four and ten, but yeah, they, they have another quit. One. That's another one where, where fans have anchored on a number four overall pick, and they're like, "No, our pick is seven. Oh man, what the? It's like, bro, you had no control they, over it. They you could realistically they be, win both their last games. Yeah, they really you, could. You thought they were going to be the pick was going to be like twenty eight, twenty nine. Love it. Love it at yeah. seven or eight. Take it. Be happy with it. It's okay. Um, there's, there's I'll, I'll plenty take of Miles talent. Murphy. I'll take Quentin Johnson. I'll take, you know, plenty of whatever you want to give me there. Yep. yep give me, yep. give me, give me Cam Smith. Give me Devon Witherspoon. Give me, give me, give me Anthony Richardson. I'm happy. So there let's too. talk about this. Let's talk about that. this with okay. the Rams and, and, and what they have to do because, and the playoffs, um, they play the Seahawks and that Seahawks yes. game is, is, it's over oh, Seattle. We got, we got to get in front of Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So that means the Rams have to win, but if the Rams win, then we don't get the draft pick. So we want the Rams to lose, but then if the Rams lose, we don't get to get in the playoffs. So we want the Rams to win. 
But then if the Rams. So you're previewing <laughs> Carlos's column for Monday, negatively reacting to whatever happens. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, that one's a little bit of a, 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 a little bit of a consternation for me. It's all about here's ideally the Rams win and everybody and everybody else wins, I guess, so that their, their draft pick doesn't change, but the, but Seattle loses. So that pushes us ahead of them and into the playoffs. Bottom line. If I want us to be in the playoffs, the draft pick, if the Rams get a worse draft pick or we get a different worse draft pick because the Rams, I'm okay with that. This team makes the playoffs this year. It's that is such a springboard for this team going into next year. It means so much to these players. It means so much to these coaches. It means so much, I think, even to fans. And I'll just do a little numerology for you. We, we had the, we were one and six to start. Then we were WWWL. WWWL. So the L both times is kind of a reset game. That means we've got a win against Chicago, a win against Green Bay, a win in the playoffs, and then a loss in the playoffs coming just to keep the pattern going. So there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like I like the, the numerology pattern there. That's Thank good. You. Thank you. Yeah, so so the Rams at five and ten, the Falcons are five and ten. Uh who else is five and ten? Well, I have NFL Jesus up here. Um Arizona is four and eleven. Denver's four and eleven. The Colts are four, ten and one. The Browns, who play the Commanders this weekend, uh, are six and nine. Vegas mm-hmm. is six and nine. They have just benched Derek Carr, um, so we're going to probably have to have a conversation that Derek. Carr, no, Derek Carr is not better than Jared Goff. He's not. End of conversation. <laughs> no, Ryan Tannehill ain't better than Jared Goff. End of conversation. Whoever wrote that, and I know Stephen Ruiz a little bit. He's a button pusher, but I, I think he legitimately believes that, and oh, I will man. just say that I think he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she. This is great, uh, Levi. With Seattle's been awful of late. I think this goes down to Lambo, and we're going to be the night game. You know what? I hope, so- I hope not. From the covers, <laughs> I hate night games. I, really yeah. do. I, I mean, I, it would be great if you're a fan to watch them on national TV playing to get in. But at the same point, is if you lose that game, then. The SOL nation is well, going to go. But this is it. This is why it worries the shit out of me because it's all going to come down to this Packers game. I know it is. And the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers and this smug, I own you thing and that if the Packers win, he's going to say something insensitive like that and touch me in my fandom. Now, I, he's going to say something. It's going to be one of those things. SOL fans are going to be out and it's going to be just an absolute crap show. It's just going to be a mess. And it, it, it's, it's horrible. That being said, you think about the Lions, they're not the old Lions. They're not the we can't play on national television Lions. And how freaking glorious would it be to have the transition, the handing of the torch from the Packers to the Lions for the NFC North happen in Lambeau at the night game at the end of the season, launching the Lions into the playoffs, right? What a glorious way to have a primetime end of the season game and a changing of the guard in the NFC North, right? What a story. What a story. And so now you're looking at this huge, for fans, this huge risk versus reward kind of a thing, right? I really love it. God, I hate it too because we've been through so many times, right? I'm like, I, I want to handle this team like with 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 kid gloves until we you, you get they're like you don't want to let go of the bike, right? They're just learning to ride and they're still a little wobbly, but you're like, oh god, 
go do it. Right? <laughs> That's what it feels like right yep. now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Like, I, I, I do see the upshot of, like, what you just said. Like, ending Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay with a loss to the Lions would be and, – and the Lions going to the playoffs and Green Bay go, staying at home and ending there – Damn, that's nice. That's <laughs> like, really appealing. Yeah, but if yeah. you lose, if you lose that, then the SOL crowd predominates the conversation going into the off season, and I don't want to deal with that crap. I just yeah. don't. No. I'm, t- I'm tired of the SOL negative energy. Well, that's, I really I think, am. But that's it, the thing. That we have me, to. Man. We have to put the, the 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 stake in the ground. This the whipsaw of the clickbait kind of shows out there and all that stuff that's going on. I mean, it's you know whatever. But this was the anchoring before the season started. Six wins consensus. Everybody, just get me to six wins. Double my win total from last year. I'll start to believe the rebuild's working. Right. We're already at seven. We're at least going to get one more. We potentially could get two more out of this season. We could potentially wind up in the playoffs. You would have been told you're absolutely high if you thought this team was going to the playoffs on August 25th of 2022. So if you walk out of after a Green Bay loss, just missing the playoffs, saying SOL, that's on you, brother. That's absolutely on you. That's not on the Lions. That's not on anybody else. And I think that's the thing that fans, like intelligent fans, who really kind of look at the reality rather than just want to wave their hands around and throw a freaking temper tantrum every time thing doesn't go their way, really got to sit and anchor themselves to that and go, this is where we're at, where we thought we would be. This is where we ended. It's better than we thought it was going to be. This team's heading in the right direction. The rebuild's working, and we'll move on. If they lose out these two games, you can still say they're better, but they can't finish, and there's a lot of more work to be done. They win out these two games. It's like there's still work to be done, but it's 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 it, the, the move that they've made is significantly more than we expected, right? That's that's kind of the narratives, not the oh, see they couldn't get in the playoffs. They, what? Nobody said playoffs. That's on you. Who had them in the playoffs? That's on you. you. That's a false construct, right? I mean, that's but that's where people are going to be. Ah, oh, boy. I, I I know a couple of. Uh... People who are already pre-recording that, <laughs> pre-recording those takes, they're writing it out there. They're talking to themselves as they drive around uh, yep, places yep. on the east side of the state. Yeah, here, here's that's, something. That's what they do. Tactile Puma. This is something you guys know that I've been really frustrated with the refs over the years and what's happened. And I was like, no, I know they didn't cost the game, but you got a team that has to recover from that. It's hard because they're they're just coming around. What we haven't seen was an absolute shellacking from the refs this year for the last eight games. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been really well called, and I, you know, you know, boom, 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 whatever. But I would say unbiasedly called. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I would even say that the Lions have gotten the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt in a couple of games, which is a very strange place to be. But here we are. Things, winning begets winning. Yeah, things are a changing. Things are a changing, I think. And so I'm not even putting that into the universe, man. I am not even putting that in the universe. It's um I think this team this team has as good a chance as any Lions team to win these two games out and go in. And if they don't, I'm not gonna be sad. I'm gonna just give them the big round of applause. Thanks for a better than I thought year. Thank you, team and players, for not giving up, for giving your all and turning in a great twenty twenty two. We've got such a young core team that has grown and developed together. I'm very, very excited for twenty twenty three. I'm not ready to go there yet. Like I I I'm not gonna lie, I want the playoffs. I do. 
but I'm not going to be beat up if they don't get it. Like I, they were one and six, you know, (laughs) have a little perspective on that. Not every team can, can do what they've done. Um, And it's a, it is a learning experience. Dan Campbell is learning here. Brad Holmes is learning here. What do I, you know, they're, 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 they're processing, taking the information that they're getting. Okay. We had a crap game in Carolina. How do we move on from that? How do we prevent that next year when we're in a similar situation when maybe, you know, in week 15 or week 16, we're playing, I don't know, we're playing Seattle next year. And if we win that game, we win the NFC North. Um, and how do we avoid that sort of letdown, that preparation letdown? How do we how do we learn to adjust better in-game? Because I do think that's a very valid criticism, um, especially after AG didn't do that at all this past week. That was frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that, that, that's, I'm pleased that I've seen the, I have seen Dan Campbell learn to manage games in game better this season from the beginning of the year to now. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's not perfect at it, but who is, I mean, we, we have watched Bill Belichick throw a game away. We've watched John Harbaugh throw two games away this year because of his in game decision-making yep. like that's not, that the, the you're gonna have to live with that. That's that's just not gonna go away no matter who your coach is. It doesn't. I'm sorry to tell you that that there's no perfect coach with a clock like that. Yep. Um, it, I- but you're you're progressing now. The decision to kick the field goal. Okay, that that was weird. I get that, but um, hopefully he's you know once bitten twice shy three times a lady. You know he's past that. <laughs> I just had to really comment at how gorgeous Jeff looks. I mean, so, so you guys were, we're, we're, I know we had a little trouble after the Jets game and we little, you know, working some things out, but, um, we're about, this is, this is it. I've got to do an update to get us ready for senior bowl. And then after senior bowl, I think we're going to pull the trigger on the 4k, uh, uh, live streaming. So more to come on this, every pore in my nose, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this is, this is coming along really well. The audio is great. It's, it's really something. It's really awesome. So, uh, we're on our way. want to say thanks to Floundericious for the super chat. Glad to see you both alive and together. Thanks to our whole community for the wild success in the St. Jude goal. Yeah. It, it, again, you folks are spectacular. I mean, you see it up there. 36, 377. We've raised over a hundred thousand to get dollars now with you all. St. Jude for you know the sick kids. It was, and it was incredible. And- um, yeah, thanks to everybody who watched. And we, uh, Chris, you've been doing a good job breaking the clips out of that, uh, and just watching, um, watching some of the the interviews. See, like Coach Floss called in. Like, how awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> just seeing seeing some of the things that, that were done was 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 awesome. Um, and I I cannot thank people enough for that. Uh, it's you know it's it's overwhelming. It really was to do that. And uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to next year, even though, you know, this year was took, took toll on us. Um, my health issues were unrelated to that. I, I can Thank confirm God. that, but Thank God. it's uh, yeah, it was, it was not a, not, not a pleasant uh, next week and a half after that for me, but uh, I, I am much better now. I am off medication as of this morning, which means that I can resume drinking alcohol. Uh, Today's what Wednesday, Friday morning. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I asked, I asked, I said, I, um, she, she cleared me. So I was good. Um, Lord Delta. I know they surprised her win total. I predicted, I'm not going to lie. I was upset at the Panthers game, but it happens to the best. If we just continue the positive path for next year, go lions. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. That's saying thanks. 
for the Super Chat. Really you should be that. upset with the Panthers game. Yeah, you yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. Like, that was awful. The The trick is is to not let it re- wash away all the progress that was up to that. The, the six wins and seven games up to that. Those still happened, too. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that that t- was a really good football team going into that week. And it, they had a bad game. Yep. Um, yep. Let, let's see how they rebound from the game. That's, that's I what I want to see. That's, I can't wait till we can say as fans that, damn it, that was a game we should have won. God, oh, man. And it isn't like a major gut punch. It's just, a, oh, you know, it's one of the four games or five games we lost the season. Right. That's what I can't wait for. And I, and I see that future. And I remember those days way back in the nineties, right? When coach Fonts was here. I remember, Oh God, that was a tough loss. Okay. Those happen. We'll move around. Right. You, you, it's hard to get in that mindset though. I mean, you haven't had a winning season in five years and since 2017, they haven't had a winning season. Um, we have a chance at it this year. Um, but to take those kind of, you know, like golf said, the gut punches will stop. That's a tough, you know, those are just going to be tough losses in the future, not gut punches. And I, I'm kind of already moving in that direction. Sucked. Absolutely sucked to lose that game and especially lose it the way we did. But that isn't, I don't think that's indicative of the team we are. When you'd see a loss like that with uh, Patricia as the coach, unfortunately, that was indicative of the team that we were and the coaching that we had. So this is an anomaly. Yeah. It's an anomaly. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I do think it's an anomaly. It doesn't mean that we're going to beat Green Bay in the last game, but I, I don't expect it to play out the way that did at all. <laughs> that, that was just it was just a really bad game from Ben Johnson, from from uh, Aaron Glenn, from Kelvin Shepard, from Todd Wash, from yep. Brian Duker, from Deuce Staley. Like, it was just a really, really bad game. Mm-hmm. And and again, the, the trick for a good team is to progress from that. Don't wallow in it. And we as fans have to learn to progress from it and don't wallow in it. it like I said, it doesn't erase all the good play that went up to that. Um, it doesn't mean that, oh, we're, we're back to being the same. No, that's not that's not what this is. It's a recent now, game, if though. They, now, now, if if Justin Veal comes out and runs for 350 yards, or 320 yards and four touchdowns and the Lions losing to Chicago, this Chicago team, then maybe we'll entertain that conversation. But until then, nope, it's one, say, it's one loss. It's a blip. It, it, had we won that game, that would have been a seven and one run. That seven and one run is just as improbable as that one and six run at the beginning of the nope. year. It just to sustain something like that is just so Teams don't do that in the NFL. It does. It just doesn't happen. Um, so it isn't surprising you have a game like that. And again, it's a little bit of a reset. It's good for these in, in a weird way. It could wind up being very good for these guys to kind of say, oh, yeah, we're human. Put our press clippings down, get back out there and and start practicing and get our head back in this right and um, put down the merch sales. Let's get to work. Right. And and do the thing. Um I'm 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 okay, but let's 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 move on. Draft, you know, right now we're number seven from the Rams. I'm I'm so happy with with our first round draft pick being not number twenty nine from them. It's they got no chance of being better than what thirteen. I, I mean, it, it's we're yeah. I'm, and, and that would take a that would take a whole lot of weird things to happen. Mm-hmm. Like Arizona's going to have to win. Mm-hmm. Cleveland would have to win. Um, uh, 
couple other teams that are uh, Arizona, yeah Arizona um, uh, Chicago could feasibly win yeah you know, they're, they're they're I'm picking I think it's going to wind up seven eight or nine I think that's probably the sweet spot for it I think the Rams are going to split their last two games uh, yeah. I I, I kind of think they're going to beat Seattle um, the way Seattle has played lately and Baker Mayfield has legitimately given the Rams offense some vitality he, yeah. he'll do that he will do that um, he might. Might it might go away very quickly for Baker, but he's <laughs> give 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 the Rams a little bit of credit. They did not die, and you, what you saw, and I actually wrote about this for a real GM uh, for this week for one of the, the cents was, you know, you saw the juxtaposition of a team and a well coached team in Sean McVay and the Rams that kept playing. They showed the heart of a champion, and you saw what happened with Denver and. Denver saw what happened with Denver and fired their coach. Like that's <laughs> that's the difference between a quality organization and Denver, and that's one of the reasons why the Broncos are going to be wallowing in the mire for a while. But uh, that you know, Sean McVay deserves some credit for not letting his team with all the injuries that they they haven't quit. They're not very good, but they haven't quit. Uh, you you know a team that quits versus a team that just isn't very good. Yep. The, they have not quit. They're playing hard. Um, yep. They're not always playing smart, but they're and and to be honest, isn't that what we wanted last year at the end of the season? Was that this team was they were what o ten and one? Yeah. But they played hard at the end of the season. They built some momentum. They built some credibility with some members of the fan base and some of us in the media. It's like okay, all right, they're not quitting on this. Deshaun Elliott talked about it when he when he when he gave his first interview to us at training camp. He's like, one of the reasons I wanted to come to Detroit, one was Brian Duker was here, but the other was I watched them, man. We we when we walked off that field after we got that miracle win, like they were like th- that was a tough team. Like they and that that matters. That 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 does matter. So and, and I, I get zero sense of the Lions quitting. Like there, there's none of that going on, yeah. even if they. Um, even if they lose out, I, I don't think they quit. I just think that they, you know, got beat, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I, again, I don't expect that to happen whatsoever. I, I, am very bullish on the Bears game and Packers. We'll see. Um, their defense is trash lately. So <laughs> I'm going to do a little offense wakes up again. I'm going to steal a little bandwidth from you here, Riz, just to do a quick test right. over here. Since we've got we've got some, we can do a live practice. Just see what we can do. Um, if if the bandwidth goes away, it'll go away. But if not, we it's just a it'll be a good little test. Um, all right, let's see what else we have here. Um, so the uh, the Rams pick don't anchor to the pick. It'll it'll come to us wherever it comes. You don't have control oh. over it. Don't get too worried that it's not number four. Again, like the people that are you stopping can their trade. feet that the Rams are you not picking it for. Pick. You can trade 27 and 15 to get to eight. You can trade the people, the, trade. the people that are stopping their feet because we don't have the fourth pick now. And, and, and it's like, again, you thought it was going to be 28 at the beginning of the year. How are you crying? That's not four. How did you, if you really want a player? You can trade 12 and 21 to get to four. I've seen it happen. Yeah. <laughs> that if, if you're if you're hell bent on getting that one guy, whether it's Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, or they can get him with a future Anthony picks as Richardson, well, CJ Stroud, whoever they could go um, number one overall if they wanted it enough. 
They, I mean, seriously, they could go number one overall if they, they wanted have, enough. They, remember, they have Minnesota's second round pick. Um, they have they, next year's picks, 60, and the years 60, after 60, picks, 60, and the years but, after picks, and the years after picks. They could go number one overall if they wanted to. I don't. Not that they would. If they wanted right? to. Yeah. I the don't flexibility really is that. there. Holmes is flexible and smart and moves around to the places that he thinks he needs to to get the players he thinks he's he needs to. Don't don't obsess. Don't don't hurt yourself worrying about this. Also, don't um, forget about okay. the free agency class. This year's free agency class is loaded at defensive tackle and running back, which are two positions that the Lions absolutely will address. Yep. yep. They might address those before the draft. Who knows? Yeah, um, right here. WMW2. Jamal Williams is Jamal Williams is like the 27th best free agent back this year. Like it's a fantastic free agency class. Mm-hmm. If you want to sign the guy for one or two years, which I think is what they'll do. Yeah. Defensive tackle, like Javon Hargrave, Dayron Payne, like there's a lot of dudes out there. I was talking to you, Wisco. There are dudes available in free agency. They will have money to get those dudes. Um, don't be surprised if that happens. Yeah. I I, I think free agency is going to be fun because we have some money to spend. This is the Lions are finally. And so let's just two pieces. One, look back at the last two years draft from Brad Holmes. Other than James Houston. (laughs) By the way, he played very well against Carolina, too. He actually played some run snaps and wasn't bad, which was great to see. Holmes has done a hell of a great job in the draft. That's with and, and, and free agency good enough. And that's with no money. Thank you, Bob Quinn. And uh, a whole lot of problems with, you know, what we had as far as, um, you know, availability of picks and roster and everything else to get to this point. This is the first year that we've got free agency money to complement all those draft picks. I can't wait to see what Brad Holmes does this offseason, because I think based on the capital and the treasure we have, this team could make significant leaps forward. Uh, like it hasn't done in in the last seven, eight, nine years in the off season. This is a a a, a, a penultimate season or off season for this team, and the opportunities are abound to get this team better for next year. I'm I'm super excited for for where this is going. Everyone, you know, kind of talked about yeah, it's well, it's a couple year rebuild to get this done next year, brothers. This is where it goes next year. I, I think next year, and I'll put it down right now. Next year is the year you have to make the playoffs. Next year is the year they make the playoffs because if they don't, then you, it's a whole nother conversation. It's going to be frustrating. I, yeah. I will expect them to make the postseason next year as well, going yep. into it. Yep. Barring some weird, I don't know, the the the, the, the illness that's going around um, Allen Park something becomes like Ebola or something like I beyond that <laughs> I I will expect this team with with four top 60 picks and free agency coming in they should make the playoffs next year and if yep. they don't then then we will then we'll have some very difficult conversations because it means that a lot of the things that you and I have believed and a lot of things that, that the fans have believed and the team has believed are not true and that would be surprising and frustrating but that's that's neither here nor there that's that's a long time from now we've got a long off season to talk about all that stuff riz <laughs> we do i'm just i'm 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 stoked for this team i can't i i can like we were talking about i can be mad about the the carolina game but in the context of where we are the trajectory of where this team is the competence and the growth that we've seen from 
the GM, the ownership. I'll start with Sheila down to, to supporting at one and six, supporting these guys. And all of a sudden they turn around to six and two after that from Sheila down to Brad and his ability in the front office and setting up. And remember this year is the first year he's going to have his draft system fully set up the IT systems and everything else there. He said it wasn't going to be until this year that it was all in place. So that's a whole level of possibility that, that sits there as well. But Holmes, the scouting crew, the coaches, what they've done, how they've been able to pull this team together and the players, what they've been able to achieve, how these young guys have been able to grow together. You know, they talk about the whole family, you know, you know, family on three, you know, the whole thing. They, they believe it. They believe in each other. These guys are there shoulder to shoulder. This is really, I, I've never seen any, an organization like this that is this connected um, up up close in my life. I, I I haven't, I've seen pieces of organizations. I've seen, you know, groups within it, but top to bottom, this group has something really, really special vibe, a really, really special dynamic. That's going to take them a long ways. And um, I, I think it's a lot more than, Hey, it's the Sean McVay offense kind of flash in the pan or Hey, it's the Ben Johnson offense, you know, kind of a thing. It's more than that. It's bigger than that. And I'll really quick hit on the Ben Johnson thing. Just, we talked about this before. Ben Johnson's great. He's absolutely great at what he does, but do not discount the Jared Goff piece of that and do not discount the Dan Campbell piece of that. They built that as a team and together. And uh, the, you know, Ben Johnson has been doing the play calls day to day, but remember before the season, nobody knew who was going to call the plays. If it was going to be Dan or Ben or whatever else. I oh, would, God, remember when we were fighting about that even in the like week three? Like, who's calling the plays? Who do I yell at that's calling all these bad plays and let us score 40 points a game? Exactly. And uh, it's, it's, you, I would not worry, folks, about any of what, what could, what people are talking about with, oh, Ben's going to leave. Ben's not going to leave. I'm just telling you, he's not going to leave this year. I, um, I, and if he did, th- this team is built so, for guys to leave and for guys to come and for us not to get, lose a wheel off the cart. If somebody does leave, it's built for sustainability. Cause we want, we want people to go to move up. We want people to come in and do really well and get promoted. That's how you get great talent. They want to come That's in. How they you attract that. Look at yeah. how many people come out of the Andy Reed coaching tree yes. because he wants them to get better jobs coming out of it. Exactly. That's, and part I of building love, an organization like that, that to happen. Part of building an organization like that is being ready and having um, succession planning and, and and planning in place so that if one guy leaves, the whole thing doesn't come caving down. Not worried about this. I, I love Ben Johnson. I hope he stays here forever. I really, you know, that's, that's just where I am. If he were to leave, I'd wish him the very, very best, but I'd feel still confident in the organization. I'm not, I'm not, guys. I'm not going to be like, the sky is not falling. If, I, mean, if he leaves. And I, I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to leave. Um, I had a conversation on today's Wednesday. It was Monday uh, with someone and he, this person brought up a couple of candidates that aren't normally getting talked about who are going to get run. And uh, I will reiterate the most likely coach to leave off this team is Deuce Staley. Yeah. Because he has, and and they have groomed him to leave, by the Mm -hmm. way, he is the assistant head coach. He ran the team during the senior bowl. He does run practices from time to time. He's in on the organizational meetings above and beyond what coordinators and assistant coaches are. They are teaching him how to be a head coach. Don't think that's not lost on the rest of the league. And Deuce, by the way, as a player, has that that cachet. He's got that credibility. He's he's. I would be honestly. I'll be just. I'll be disappointed if Deuce doesn't get a job this offseason because I think he deserves it very much. 
It's a good job, uh, now get out kind of a situation. (laughs) Right. Now, the other part is, and this is, this is something that we have to, we don't have to deal with this personally because we're, we're good with our coach. Being a good coordinator does not make you in any sense of the word, a good candidate to be a head coach. They are completely different jobs, completely different jobs. The NFL is figuring this out, by the way, they're not just going to hire the, the hot offensive assistant or defensive assistant du jour they want to see more organizational skills. They want to see, can you, can you work with people around you? Can you integrate yourself into different parts of the organization? What have you ever worked with the draft? Have you ever worked with, if you're Ben Johnson, have you ever worked in a defense? Have you been in your defensive meetings? Do you know what special teams are? <laughs> like all that, Do you that remember, matters so much. Do you remember when people were crying about an unemployable Braden Coombs being let go? <laughs> <laughs> How crazy. Oh, man. And I'll tell one other thing. Um, the whole Hank Fraley, right? Yeah, right. Unemployable. I can't get a job. They were crying. He's going to leave. He was leaving. Um, His dad won't hire him. No, no. Um, <laughs> Hank Fraley, what was it, 2019 Senior Bowl? Was that when we saw the, the, the Lions were there and we saw him? Nobody was talking about him. Nobody was talking about him. We, and we, like, I mean, this guy. You could tell right on the spot. He was good. Okay. Let's get really quick. Um, Brandon, Chris and Jeff, do you think uh, Indian Seattle draft quarterbacks at the top of the draft? I do. I absolutely do. I think they Seattle. Both. Absolutely. Um, Seattle has Will Levis written all over him that, or right. I should say, Will Levis has Pete Carroll written all over him. There you go. Every mock I do until I'm told I'm wrong. We'll have Will Levis going to Seattle. <laughs> Indy. Who knows? All right. <laughs> they have <laughs> to take a quarterback. Um, Let's get into Jameson Williams. They could be in the market for keep keep in mind they need a new head coach and they might need a new GM. So it's it's tough to project what's going to go on in Indianapolis, but they certainly need a quarterback. Yeah. Sam Ellinger ain't it. Yeah. Nick Foles certainly ain't it. <laughs> Matt Ryan's going to retire. I was going to say, hopefully. what about Matt Ryan? Please retire, Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, By the way, mo- moment of appreciation for JJ Watt. I'll let my oh, Texans man. flag fly a little bit here. His stretch from 2012 to 2015 was the most dominant player I've ever seen at any position in the NFL. He was unbelievably great. He announced that he's going to retire. I wish JJ nothing but the best. I know people think he's a little weird or anything. I will tell you from covering the Texans when they dealt with the hurricane issues, that man is a saint and deserves your praise and credit for all that he did. And he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I I, I want to appreciate JJ Watt for that because he's – um, he was the sort of transformational presence for the Houston Texans franchise that the Lions need Aiden Hutchinson to be. And I can see it happening. Like, Hutchinson's already ahead of where J.J. Watt was as a rookie. Don't know that he's going to get there. But that when you get that type of transformational force into an organization – like that that that's special, man. Talk that, about I, I hope I hope Hutchinson can keep doing that. I really do. Talk about a successful draft. I just want people to think about this. JJ Watt was picked, and then he's he's retiring now. Yeah, he's had some injuries, but he's played all that time. In that draft, the Detroit Lions picked Nick Fairley. When's the last time you said his name? Right? How he's been out of the league. He's been out of the league for six years. Easy. Yeah. He had a heart yeah. condition, so I mean that that one, but he wasn't. So uh, Watt was, and, and he was, he was, he 11? went to the the uh, the Saints, 
before, I mean, before he was out of the league, Fairley was with the Saints, yeah, right? he did. So, I mean, he was with the Lions so short. And here you got J.J. Watt, right, with the Texans. A hundred years later, hundred years later, so that's a successful draft pick. That is a guy that's not only makes a huge difference on the field, but he does it for more than three, four years. I mean, he's still there kicking it, man. So a lot of credit to them for uh, for JJ. Chris, you know this. I have made a lot of comparisons to where this Lions team is to the Texans team when they got JJ Watt and Arian Foster and grew up as a group together. They ultimately ran into Tom Brady in the playoffs, unfortunately, a lot. But that that was a damn good football team for a long time. And I get I really do get that same vibe from this Lions team of a, a young group of really talented top end players coming together, growing up together and becoming something special. Hopefully they can out achieve what the Texans did. Uh, that would be fantastic. But that, that I, I really do make that. That's that's what I see when I look at these Lions is yep. the Houston Texans in 2011 to 2015, um, yep, which yep. was Watts, you know, golden age. Um, and God, don't give me that, man. Give me give me a team that can win 11 games every year and threaten to win every playoff game that they're in. Yeah. Um, as gotta, a Lions fan, you, you can't ask for more than that. I got to say hey to Petty Grimes. I think it's the same Petty Grimes. I don't see a whole lot of Petty Grimes going on in the chat. Just got a seatbelt gang shirt. Seatbeltgang.com. Jerry Jacobs merchandise special right there. Official. Get your seatbelt gang stuff. Some great shirts, hoodies, um, hats, like Bluetooth speakers, mugs, tumblers, the whole thing. Great stuff. Um, uh, a chunk of that goes to help uh, charities in Detroit work that uh, Jerry's doing. Get over to seatbeltgang.com and, and hook yourself up. All right. All right. Let's go on. Uh, Jameson Williams. We have to hit on Jameson Williams. Um, we, we drafted yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, we do. He's on the team. He's healthy. And boy, the output we've seen from him. It's incredible. One catch in the NFL. First catch. Touchdown. Holy cow. Rock and roll. And then nothing. <laughs> Where's my guy at, Riz? Where, where, where? What are we doing here? Where's my bro? <laughs> he has played nine 13, 13, and 11 snaps in his four games. Dan Campbell gave the almost exact same answer on 97 won the ticket on Tuesday that he did to the press room on Monday. And it's basically we're going to get him more reps. Uh, We were not – he didn't really explain why he didn't play on Saturday. And all right, I'll, I'll get that. I think it is important to note that he is still less than a year out from his ACL surgery. He has not had a lot of practice time with golf, with um, the rest of the – and by the way, the rest of the receiving core is healthy again. DJ Shark has looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. Now, yes, Josh Reynolds was, was, uh, was out today. Uh, we'll see if that impacts JMO's playtime. But uh, this is th- – again, let's go back to our anchors before the season, Chris. When we drafted Jamison Williams, people talked about if we get anything out of this guy is gravy. Like, we don't expect him to play this year. Well, guess what? He's playing. He's getting his feet wet. He's learning how to play against NFL defenses. Would we like to see him out there more? Yes, we would. That would be great. But at the same time, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust Antoine Randall L. I'm going to trust Dan Campbell. I'm going to trust Ben Johnson that they don't feel he's ready for more than that yet. I would love and to just may, see him. Maybe it's their way of maybe it's their way of pushing him in practice. Like, hey, you've got to practice a little bit better to earn that time. You know, why am I going to sit Kaylee Raymond, who actually had a pretty good game the other day and, and has played very well lately? 
why are we sitting him to play you other than your draft status? Like, what what are you doing that he is? I, I don't know that that's what's going on. I absolutely don't. That's that's my speculation. But those are the types of conversations the coaches are going to have with him. They're they're pushing his buttons. They're feeling him out. Like, how can we coach this guy? Like, can we can we push this button? If we if we push this one, what response do we get? If we push this one, what response do we get? They they could very well be doing that. I yeah. I don't know that that's happening, but I also don't know that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, I would love, I would love to see just in the Chicago game, even if they they're like, hey, the timing isn't right with golf. It's too much of a a risk of interception, whatever. I'd love to see him blasting posts, twisting up the safeties because we'll talk about it a little bit when we look ahead. The safeties are the the strength of this defense. Their corners are crap. I think if you start blasting him to posts, all of a sudden Amon Ra is going to be wide open. I think you're going to see a lot of guys pop open. Um, you use you use Jamison and Chark, and and all of a sudden there's going to be all kinds of play time for for the rest of the receivers. And um, I do I do want to see Jared Goff learn how and when he has to throw to Jamo because the the throws that have been underthrown. And I talked about this in the video that I did last week. Like Goff has to learn he's got to throw that ball earlier. Like he can't wait. He's got to get that ball out there. He does have the arm to do it. He doesn't have the anticipation yet to do it or the chemistry to do that. Yep. And the, I, I'm, I'm very confident they're working on those things in practice, but it's got to translate to the football field. Let's yep. hope that we see a little bit more of that over the last two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, from there, let's get into. So, Jameson Williams is back. Um, Quintus Cephas will likely never be back <laughs> in a Lions jersey. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. He got put on IR today. Um, so, he was designated to return 21 days ago. His clock ran out today. Um, it's the 20, what, 28th? Yeah. Because yep. they, they put him on on the 7th. And he wasn't able to go. That doesn't happen often in the NFL when a team designates a guy to return and then he doesn't. That's who's that? I don't want to say it's Riz? all on the player, but it's probably all on the player here. <laughs> uh, they designated Craig Reynolds for a return, and he was back in thirteen. They designated him the same time. Actually, I was. It was like or two days before. He's back. Um, he's hurt now, um, but <laughs> he can play. He's, he's on the active roster. I think we've seen the last of Quintus Cephas in Detroit. I think it's one of those where it's best for both parties to just move on. He can take another shot somewhere else. Um, I, I've never really understood the fan fascination with him, but I I don't I don't hate the dude. Like he deserves a shot, but he he just he can't stay healthy, and when he did. Uh, he just he just wasn't the answer that they were looking for. Uh, and look, if you're a number four, number five receiver, and I think that's his NFL lot in life, you've got to be an asset on special teams and you've got to block well. He didn't do either of those things in Detroit. Maybe he will in Houston or Denver next year. Uh, but uh, I, I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah. Um let me get to that in a second, uh, Brandon. That's a, that's a good question. Real quick, I just want to tell everybody, hit the like and subscribe button, please. We ask you once a show. We don't beat you with that over the head with that. But it does help us a great deal, helps folks find us, and helps the show uh, grow, and helps us get better. I mean, we're the ones that are going to be down live interviewing people. Uh, we got a we got 
five credentialed people at the Senior Bowl this year. Five. Those likes and subscribes helps us get uh, out to people, which then helps us pay for those five to five people down at the Senior Bowl. We're going to be blanketing the coverage on Senior Bowl like you've never, ever seen this year. You guys ready for the draft? I don't know that there's going to be another outlet that has better expertise covering the draft in Detroit this year anywhere i'm telling you guys we are on this like stink on whatever else uh we we've got this and it's it's gonna be awesome you guys are gonna be, love it, the draft it'll be great year. um i will also be at the combine again for the was it 15th time in 17 years um and uh i will not be alone there i will have some lions assistance as well there so it's gonna be a great great draft season i actually started draft prep I got a little bored at the end of last week when I was sick. I could, I literally couldn't leave the the couch um, that I was on. So I'm like, you know what? Let, let's watch some drafts. So I, I've got a I've got a better baseline of the draft this year than I have in a couple of years, and I'm very excited about that. And I like this draft class a lot. Yeah, this is a this is a fun one, and I've already started my work on. Um, the players that have announced or committed to the senior bowl already. Um, yep. I've got some good guys. I've started looking at, I'm stoked to cover this year. Some of the cornerback play, especially I think is going to be really, really I will fun. tell you, I I'm, I've been doing cornerbacks. Yep. <laughs> there are guys that right now are projected fifth, sixth round that can start and be upgrades on 32 teams. Yep. Like they are there. This is a phenomenal cornerback class. Yep. I am yep. not worried at all that if, if they don't take one at the top, like the, the, the top, like I really like Devin Witherspoon a lot. I understand he's oh, a little yeah. handsy, but yeah. like Cam Smith, uh, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm actually not that fond of Christian Gonzalez uh, because he's soft. Um, he's mm. he's he's oddly averse to tackling for his size and athleticism, and that concerns me a little bit because I saw right. that with Ifiatu Malifanu, and we saw how that went on Sunday or Saturday. Um, uh, by the way, I also don't expect Ify back next year. Uh, I know yeah. he's still under contract, but that yeah. I think that ship done sailed on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God, he was like 30s in PFF rankings. Um, let's see, Texans and Bears. At so, well, they're so, the top two right now, but I, I almost I believe Houston's going to have no, a new coach, and they're not doing that this year. They are the Shrine Bowl is getting the NFL coaching staffs this year. The Senior Bowl coaches will be what they used to be conglomerations like. A defensive line coach from here, an offensive line coach from here, a secondary coach from here. Like they're going to pull it all together. Oh, that's a awesome. A couple of them will be college coaches who are trying to rise up into the NFL. Mm-hmm. They do still have the um, HBCU promotional program. Yep. And I cannot for the life of me think of the guy who was with it for, with the Lions last year, but he didn't get hired. Um, he's not with Detroit, but he got hired somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can see him. Like we, we talked to him, Chris. I can see him. He like, stood right in front of him to talk to him. I can't think for the life of me think of his name. But they do still have that. So it, you could wind up seeing a Lions coach down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be Todd Wash. It could be um, Tanner Engstrand, who it is my personal yeah, pick for the guy who would take over for uh, for Ben Johnson. Same. Wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that sort of thing sure. happens there. But the, the 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 full team staffs are going to Las Vegas this year. Yeah. They're rotating year by year now. Um, yeah. the, the NFL wanted a little bit more competition for the Senior Bowl and to raise the Shrine Bowl up since they're turned their back on the Shriners. That's no, I, 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 for another day. Yeah, no, I love the idea. I love the idea of um, the 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 conglomeration of coaches because that's just gonna that's gonna make for some really really great interviews. <laughs> so it and, does. And right, Tanner, it absolutely Tanner's, does. Tanner's the guy. 
Again, Tanner is Tanner is Tanner Engstrand is very well regarded around the league, not just in Detroit. Well, uh, most he is people a guy, aren't talking about him in Detroit, though. That's the thing. Again, right? I mean, it's like I know it <laughs> wouldn't surprise don't. me if he gets some OC looks this offseason. Honestly, I don't think he'll get mm-hmm. a job, but mm-hmm. I bet he interviews. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, Quintes. Uh, just just to go back real fast on that. If Deuce Staley leaves, the assistant head coaching tag is out there and available. You can give that to Ben Johnson for a year. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's the way you can keep him if he mm-hmm. if he's interviewing and somebody else wants to hire him. Like, hey, you can you can stay here where you're comfortable with with this crew that is very well attuned to what you want them to do. Yeah, be the assistant head coach next year. And, and and let's uh, be honest. Let's be honest. That's the a one, The thing. <laughs> you're you're Ben Johnson. You leave. Yeah, you'll probably get. You could probably get a job. You could probably make money. We'll just say that. Okay, we'll put that out there and pin it up. But That's what true. if what if this team next year walks out with twelve wins and a playoff win? His contract demands can get real high real quick. If you believe in what this coaching staff can do and what this team is doing, it will not hurt you or your career one little bit to stick around one more year. And I don't think there's a coach on the staff that doesn't believe in what's happening in Detroit. And that's something that people don't talk about. It's like, oh, yeah, you go somewhere else. Why don't you leave your job? Because there's better paying jobs out there all right now. Go, go leave right now and take the money. I, I could go to one tomorrow. Yeah, take a promotion. <laughs> you know where it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Because there's a lot of comfort where you're at. You love where you're at. You love the people you work with. There's nope. all kinds of reasons that go into this stuff. So um, it's just not plug and play like that. This is human beings. So, all right, Quintess, we hardly knew ye. Uh, really quick, we'll get into the uh, the uh, injury report. Um, it's a much too early injury report. There's, there's not a lot you can do with this. But w- let's talk first off. We're all alarmed that uh, Frank Ragnow did not practice. It's all over. The the season's coming off the rails. Uh, Riz, same old Lions, right? I mean, come okay. so for folks that see. I can't even play along. I really can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. Um, he hasn't practiced practice. the first day of a week in, I don't know if he's done it this year, actually. Yep. You got Reynolds. He normally sits out the first two days. Gets a limited thing the last day. Um, he's hurting very badly, um, yeah. and it showed in Carolina. By the way, it's he did not have a good game in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if, if real quick, I'll promote myself. I I went through all of the Lions run plays and graded every player like I do with a plus or minus on a play. Right now, got a crap ton of minuses in that game on run plays. He was not good. The field was not good. No. It's not an excuse, but the and the Lions did not use it as an excuse, but it was something that was consistently said both publicly and privately was like, that field sucked, man. Like it it was, it was frozen and slick and never had a game. You have to adapt to it. Like the Panther, the Panthers obviously didn't have any trouble with it, but when you're an indoor team and you're going South and you're playing in the cold, and you're not used to that, and you can't practice in that, by the way, because your practice field's awesome. Yep. Um, that that's gonna it's gonna be a factor in the game. That that's home field advantage. That's why you have your home field advantage. Um, I personally like a dome. Um, I will tell you from from speaking to family members this week. Last week in Cleveland was effing miserable. It was negative twenty four degrees wind chill with a steady fifty mile an hour wind coming, and that same is not just on the lake, it's literally in the lake. 
I'm not paying to, like you can't pay me to go to that game. I would I would not have taken free free fifty yard line fifth row tickets, which is the best place to sit, by the way. Bro, I'm telling you, uh, I know uh, it's like, it's like mid forties here. It's, it's awful. <laughs> I'm not sitting outside in that. I'm a, I literally might die. Like I'm not doing that. I like the dome. I, I want my comfort. <laughs> um, we got Don Green Bay. I mean, just as frigid. That's true. But Green Bay's field is heated yeah. from underneath. It's actually in better shape. They are better suited. Green for Bay that. has a phenomenal field. Carolina really has do. never had a colder game that started than that one. They're just not prepared or ready or have experience with a field. And that's why the situation was the way it was. Yeah. You saw it in Tennessee too, by the way, where they were um, our, our friend Teron Davenport, who's been on the podcast a couple times where he, he's the ESPN reporter for Tennessee. He took video before the game. They had like giant tarpaulins all over the field and the, um, the grasshopper heaters, like trying to heat the field up because the, the turf pellets had frozen. And they were very concerned that like the you know the the little black things that stick out when you when you like skid your toe or whatever they come up, um, if they're frozen and they get into your lungs or your eyes, uh, it could be very very bad. So they they had to do that. They actually delayed the game an hour or like an hour and a half because of that. Uh, Carolina didn't do that. They weren't equipped for that. Um, it was a little bit colder in Nashville than it was in Carolina. But yeah, that's it it was not good um again it's not an excuse at all but because carolina had to play on it too but it is something that is different when you play outdoors versus when you play indoors and you know that's that's the rub of having a dome i yeah i personally would never go to a game that's not in the dome in the winter that's just that's just me maybe i'm soft maybe i'm old i don't know i i don't i don't enjoy being cold chris <laughs> i just gave <can't> checks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh no i don't want to go in the winter too i would do it but i mean not right now i can't even i mean i'm joking about it being in the 40s here tactile puma got it <laughs> give me a cup of cocoa and a puffy jacket but uh like right now my lungs are so jacked up i can't even breathe outside it immediately starts coughing so uh we got illness speaking the illness is not going away josh reynolds logan stenberg um look if it's and i think this is the one that's going around because there's a national shortage of cough syrup it took me a week after yes. I went to the yes. doctor to be able to get the cough syrup. I just got it today after and I don't need it anymore, but I just got it to have now just in case you can't get it anywhere in the nation. It's so hard. Delsum or, or whatever else is gone. So hopefully these guys are able to get it. But um, the, what is this thing, what it's done to my lungs, my wife got it, what it's done to her lungs. It's been a wreck, man. This is this. I hope it's it's not that because this will take them down. Um, Josh Woods with a bicep. You got Kirby with a back. That's the one I think that's the most nerve nervous for me. That's and then Deshaun Elliott's shoulder. We need Kirby and Deshaun back. <coughs> Those two guys we need big time for this this game. Yeah, uh, because we've seen that the depth just doesn't stack up, yeah. um, uh, especially if the linebackers play the way they look. Anzalone, I had been singing his praises last month. He had a rotten, rotten game from 34. Yeah. He'll tell you that he had a rotten game, by the way. He knows it. Yep. Rodrigo had a crap game. Uh, the worst game I've seen him play in a Lions uniform. It, it, just, it was just, just a bad day, man. Um, rebound at home, indoors, against a very, very limited Chicago team. I, yeah. think, I think we'll all be feeling a little bit better next week. Jared Davis of the Do- Giants. I kind of, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, and on yeah. it maybe so, so the, the Giants, the Giants signed him to the, because I, I feel the Giants like, signed him to their active roster, so yeah. he is gone. He, yeah. he will not be back in Detroit. I feel like he could have been a help against Justin Fields. To be honest, his speed would have been nice to have on the field. I don't know that they would have. 
uh, promoted him up, but he's he's a tool that works against the well, guy. Like so Justin. there's the rub. They couldn't promote him up anymore. He'd been activated off the practice squad for three games. That's the limit. Uh, so they either yeah. had to um, sign him to the active roster or he couldn't play again. So they weren't going to sign him to the active roster. They made that pretty clear. So he's now with a New York Giant. Well, good for him. And, he's uh, he's turned yeah, good what, for him. He's turned what was a crappy draft to a crappy team and crappy coaching into a pretty decent career in the end. I mean, if, um, he could probably could have been better. If he's nothing right better situation. than a special teams ace for the rest of yeah, he can be a special teams ace for the rest of his career, and he's fine. Was he worth a first round pick? Hell no. What was he? Would did he salvage himself? He's going to get an NFL pension out of it. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely. a great guy. He yep. really is. Yeah, and good I, family I will too. not sell short. I will not sell short what he did for helping Rodrigo and Derek Barnes this year. Yep. Um, yep. Specifically Barnes, I, I think he's done a lot. And, and by the way, he's also helped Anzalone. Those two are so tight. Yeah. You saw it at training camp, Chris. Yeah. Their wives and their kids are sitting together. They're talking. They're they're clearly like best friends. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I think that's been one of the reasons why Anzalone has played better up, up until Saturday. Yeah. All right. Let's look ahead to Sunday against the Bears. Um, two wins give the Lions their first winning record since 2017. That's that's what we're looking for. That's what we're after here. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I'll just hit you, hit up really quick. The Bears O line is actually pretty good. They've, they've got a pretty strong offensive line. Uh, decent wide receivers, but Fields' legs are really the key to everything. That's what's going to make everything happen. Yeah. And it's and their wide receiving core is beat to hell. Yep, <laughs> it's containing. Justin Fields and hoping Jacobs and Okuda can can keep that receiving core in check. I mean, that's really, really it. Um, if Melifanwu is out there, it's an absolute tragedy for the Lions. Like, he just can't be out there. Yep. The run game is going to be more big CJ more. We need we. I mean, Aleem. We need we need that defensive line to be stout against the run because if they can stop Montgomery. Uh, I feel like our corners can cover uh, um, their wideouts. Then it's just run around Justin Fields, right? And it's like, how can we contain? How can we contain? That's that's really what I think the key is for us there. So let me let me just um, look. I'm I'm looking at the Bears and their their game by game. This is their passing offense yardage total. I'm going back. Uh, week 16, 129. Week 15, <laughs> 91. Week week 14, they were on their bye. Week 13, 254. Ooh. Week 12, 127. I'm sorry, 128. Um, week 11, 128. Week 10, 150. Week 9, 116. They have topped 200 yards passing <laughs> once. once this year. Once. Justin Fields is pretty good too. Like I, no, no Justin would no, no just just eh, Justin Fields no Justin Fields slander here. I, I I still like the guy. I think he's I think he's a, a good weapon. Their receiving core is so bad. Let me just let me just take a little peek at their their receiving core. Their leading receiver is tight end Cole Komet. Yep, he has forty four catches. Yep, Darnell That's- Mooney, who will not play Saturday or Sunday, is next. David Montgomery is next. Their next receiver. Equinemius St. Brown has 18 catches for 300 yards on the season. He's their number one wide receiver. Over over Pringle? I am not worried about the Bears passing attack. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So that's where you're looking at from the the Lions defensive side of the ball. Offensive side, again, it's about the points. We've got to put those points up. Their, Their line 
Their D line is basically just garbage. It's 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 an absolute dumpster fire. Um, their corners aren't much better. A lot of trouble. Their strength is at linebacker and safety. That's where their strengths and their defense are. So what do you do? That's Chris? what I was talking about earlier. Blow the top off with Chark. Blow the top off with JMO, and you'll have all kinds of opportunities for Reynolds and St. Brown and uh, Brock Wright and Zilstra and whoever else you want to throw at to uh, oh to clean God. out the, the. I'm looking at their pass rush. Their leader in sacks, rookie safety Jaquan Brisker has four. Roquan Smith, who's no longer with the team, 2.5. Jack Sanborn, their linebacker who played very well against Detroit the first time. He's out. He's out for the year. He's yep. injured. Yep. Has two. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Rookie defensive end Dominique Robinson, who we saw in Mobile last year, 1.5 sacks. That's their pass rush, folks. <laughs> so there you go. It I'm is- not worried about Chicago. I'm, let, I'm- let me put it this way. I will only be worried about Chicago if Detroit lays the same egg that they did last week, and I'm pretty damn confident that's not going to happen. My fear would have been if that's we won in bad, Carolina. bad, bad football team we're playing. If we would have won in Carolina, I would have had a fear that we could have had a drop game in, uh, yeah, in a trap game in Chicago, which against Chicago. But you, you cannot take Justin. That dude can. That dude can beat you. Yeah. Like you, you got to yeah. be wary for that. And there's their young secondary. Um, like ours is capable of doing some things. Like they, they got some players back there. Like it, it's not going to be easy. Uh, yeah. I don't want to give that impression, but no. this is a team that the Lions should beat by at least a touchdown. Depending on who you're looking at, five and a half to six and a half points spread yeah. on this game for the Lions. Um, I, I look again. If if it's it's a classic opportunity for a trap game instead of, instead it's a get right game the lions have shown they have all the ability and all the potential to be able to do a get right game and, and actually get right unlike before um they they're coming off of a tough loss they're coming home this is the last home game of the season uh i'm very very confident that the the lions are going to be able to pull this out especially because they're getting new jerseys because they went to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com and they got all new jerseys for the team they don't they, they have to go to fanatics like everybody else they can't just buy you know get jerseys from the nfl oh no they go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com and it's a great way to put a little couple pennies in the pocket of your friends the the podcast and help us cover senior bowl and all the stuff that we do and uh get the great great gear that you want so help the show by doing something you're going to do anyway when you buy your gear go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com thank you guys so much and gals uh all right let's see minnesota over green bay which one are you going to root for riz i i so i kind of like what the vikings are doing i like the fact that they're rewriting nfl history with all their close wins i kind of hope they keep that rolling you're um, you're a closet look, Kirk Cousins fan. Let's just let's let that out. I, I don't hate. I, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a, a closeted fan, but I would say I I do respect him more than most people do. Mm-hmm. I think he's having a hell of a year. Uh, and Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, uh, they the the problem for Green Green Bay's defense is so bad now. It's so bad. And I, I don't see them being able to stop Minnesota. Um, Talk I do about think a, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to score. I think Rodgers finding, you know, Christian Watson and making some use out of him and good for good good on Christian Watson for doing the Panay Sewell rookie deal where he was terrible early and became a great player late. We we can relate to that. Uh good for him. Um he Talk was a guy we, we we enjoyed his company in Mobile last year. We did. Like 
I'm not going to root against him just because he plays in Green Bay. That's not who I am. That's not what I do. Talk about unexpected, though. The Green Bay defense at the top of this year was really expected to be a strong, strong. I thought they were going to be a top five unit. Absolutely, I did. And I and I and I drafted fantasy based on what you were talking about, Riz. I used your info. But now, with that said, I have to say that I am in the the finals of the Detroit Lions podcast champions league fantasy season against the Washington puny gods. Uh, Sean Warwick, I wish you the best of luck. The second best of luck. (laughs) Um, And uh, we, we fight it out this week. It's a lot of fun, Been a great, great season. Everybody uh, team. I miss case. And then um, uh, golf plumbing. Those were some of the top uh, teams. They were the guys that were like, chomping at my my heels i've got the the best score most points best win loss record in the whole league i had a bye week the whole thing but those guys have been chomping at my at my heels they've been playing great and uh, had a lot of fun this year with the um the fantasy i'm gonna put together something for everybody on that played fantasy this year to do some standings and just a quick rundown after the season's over here um just because we can do some of the stuff now with a the new setup we got and it's going to help out for for next year in the fantasy stuff we'll do a fantasy report and that kind of thing but um this is it's 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 really cool i had a really fun time this year you guys have been really really awesome to play with so thank you all for joining the fantasy uh league this year and playing with us it's a uh, good time good Sweet. times all right um I think that's got it, Riz. We're we're, we're covered, right? Yeah. Did, did you have anything else you need to talk about? Any love you want to give anybody? No, I I, I think we're good. Um, I'll, I'll I would do just one say okay, love letter. Let me do one quick love letter. Um, just Please do. when we couldn't do the show last week because I was sick, the outpouring from people of kindness on Twitter of all places, right? Um, you guys were great. I really appreciate it. That was it was really really nice. It it did touch me a little bit in my heart, in the cockles of my heart. Uh, it was really nice because there was just a shite load of people that came out and had uh, said nice things and were really supportive. So thank you guys. I'm better now. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Riz. Uh, I, I was actually going to echo the same thing. Like I I have had issues. Um, they are unfortunately ongoing issues that I will have to be dealing with. But uh, it's it's been great that the people have cared. Um, and, and sincerely, Karen, I, I, I appreciate that very much. It's been nice. People are all right. Made my mom happy, too. My, my mom and dad were here this week. Uh, they left this morning. Uh, but uh, they they watched for being in their 70s and, and native Clevelanders and Cleveland fans. Uh, they watch an inordinate amount of this podcast, and they, they really do appreciate. My mom does read all the comments, by the way. So if you're rude to me, my mother sees it, and she doesn't like that. <laughs> my dad my, my parents watch <laughs> during the St. Jude in particular my, my dad he's not a big sports guy so he's like I don't even know what he's talking about he just left and went and did something else <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just yep. so him yeah we got we got it we got a, we got a live show next week yep. we'll be back it will we'll be a post game show we'll do a post game show after the the Bears I'm not sure who I'm doing it with yet. Um, Riz, if you feel like doing a post-game show, let me know. Um, I cannot. I, I have <laughs> obligations, unfortunately, that you know, pay my bills. But, yeah, I got it. Uh, we will, uh, again, I will have all time, kinds of stuff up at, at Lions Wire. Um, quick credit to Zach yeah. Moran and Max Gerber for writing their butts off the last couple weeks when I needed help. They did it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So we'll have a, the, the post-game show. We'll have the live show. And then it's a run. It is a run to the draft. I mean, the, the season's still going. We'll, get, we'll we'll claw through the end of the season, the playoffs, and that. But I mean, Senior Bowl comes real fast, Riz. I mean, it comes at us like like 
Hopefully Southwest Airlines has fixed their bad juju that they got this week by then, because I do fly on Southwest there. For real, for real. All right, you guys and gals, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Uh, we want to just make sure you remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there. Uh, get at least $5 a month and you'll get access to the Slack chat, which is Riz and Case and me and Sandman and Bischoff and Ash and hundreds of, of people hanging out. Some of the smartest, most intelligent lines chat on the, in the internet. I'm looking right now. My diamond CBD gummies came today. I really hope it improves my back pain. <laughs> it's just like, but uh really great chat, really great people. It's, it's the latest in NFL news always breaks there before you're going to find it. And um, it's just really, really good people get there. Five bucks a month uh, donated at patreon.com slash Detroit lions podcast. will get you hooked up also on Twitter at D E T lions podcast and at, Jeff Risden, as you see spelled below that gorgeous HD face. Uh, I and, did and, right! <laughs> at DET Lens Podcast, it's the best place to see either of us. Mm, pants free. Uh, Give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in the Lions line at 929. No. 248-782-8384. That changed. 248-782-8384. It's also known as 248-RUB-U-FUG. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. What happens when you subscribe, Riz? <laughs> we can come into your ear holes automatically. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we are your Detroit Lions at Reddit Connection. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.